hey, to all my female baggage droppers out there, I have a question for you. Do you like gold or silver? Well, at Brienne and Company Jewelry Store, you can find anything that you like. That's right. Brienne and Company is a jewelry boutique that has durable minimalist jewelry. She uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, and of course, precious metals. And these are all quality handcrafted designs by Brienne Light herself. Go and visit her at her website, brienneandco.com, or go to her Instagram that's always popping, at Brienne and Company. Thanks, Brienne. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope, and show you a technique that can help you cope. I am your host, Charles Wolfork, the self-talk engineer, and we have an incredible dude here, a fantastic blessing from the creator above, Marcel Jackson. Now, Marcel is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and loved engineering since the age of 12 years old. And he's the first to graduate from high school in his family. And then he went on to higher education. He went to North Carolina A&T State University, and he went to work for GE in Pennsylvania and in Texas. He's also a career coach that helps people set up their resume and get interviews. And he taught engineering at multiple high schools. And he loves what he's passionate about is also helping empower kids by making sure that kids see a black engineer on campus. But most importantly, the blessing of them all he is a husband, ladies and gentlemen, and a father of a two-year-old outstanding son. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Marcel Jackson. What's up, Marcel? Yo, what's up, Charles? I appreciate the introduction. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, man. So was there anything necessarily that I left out of this uh, highlight reel right here? Oh, yeah, along the way. So um, <laughs> in 2020, September of 2021, I opened up a shared office um, and co-working space here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So kind of my newest business venture. So besides that, everything else was on point. <laughs> Congratulations on your shared space. Uh, uh, so tell us about that. Tell us about your shared space and uh, what your intentions were for that. Yeah. So the title is Ambition Center. I had the idea for this space way back in high school, graduated college, and saw my first co-working space and knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, just wanted to make sure that I put a place in the city um, where a lot of companies are tend to divest. So I'm like, nope, we could bring life right back into this city, right back mm -hmm. into the neighborhood. So yeah, so it's an alternative for people who needed another space to work from, um, as opposed to just working from home. I so, love yeah, so, Yep. Catering to um, service-based entrepreneurs, um, remote professionals, freelancers, creatives, um, just providing that extra space. What was it about that space back in high school that really called you to that and wanted you to say like, man, I need one of these myself? Yeah, no. So I just I just had the idea like, hey, what if because I was I was seeing a lot of just business parks, um, which is a whole bunch of different businesses. They're all different storefronts and everything else. So the thought was, hey, what if there was a place where a whole bunch of business owners can just all come together under one roof? And that's kind of where that came from. Um and then it kind of just stuck with me, even though I did nothing to it or with it until this year. <laughs> and it became, a, I mean, it, it became some, somewhat of an of a industry as well. I mean, uh, even down the street, I have two different workspaces for uh, spaces for entrepreneurs um, here on the island of Kauai. We have a, a, a workspace that 
is primarily for like just uh, people that want to collaborate with one another or have a quiet space away from the house. And there's another one where you have like a podcast station and you have a meeting room and event space and all these other things. So it's that you fell into it right at the right time. Exactly. Exactly. Like now, now, now this time, man, given the, the, the state of the world, the pandemic, um, I believe it just kind of exacerbated what it means to work from home. Um, might be a joy for some people, might not <laughs> be the ideal for other people. So, um, so yeah, so just having that third space or that alternative, as opposed to just a coffee shop or a library, just having another professional space to get stuff done. Real talk. That's awesome, man. And like your, your story is so outstanding. You know, we talked before you told me that you, uh, loved engineering since you were 12 years old. What, like what called you to engineering out of all things? Yeah, Matt. Okay, so I'll tell the story. Let's say um, I'm already, I'm short, a lot shorter than you, Charles, man. Um, so I'm running around the apartment about five years old. And, you know, I'm there, I'm playing Power Rangers by myself up, not supposed to be. Um, stuck a key in the outlet, all the lights went off in the complex. Got a little burn on my finger, right? Had a little spark. So I think that, yeah, my parents, I got in trouble, clearly. Okay. <laughs> but then I was just curious, like, yo, I'm already, like, I know you can get electric. What happened? Why, like, why am I still here? Like, right? Like, I, I knew it wasn't the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, like, sparked, like, pun intended, like, my curiosity into electricity and engineering. So I was always the person to say, hey, Marcel, um, this computer isn't working. Come look into it. Or this VCR, which is, you know, no longer a thing, isn't working. Marcel, come put it together. Come do this. I was always that person. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard the term um, electrical engineers, they go, they divide, they design hardware and components and everything else. I heard that around the age of 12, 13 years old. And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm doing. So, yeah. Uh, so, so like, were you always good at STEM? Did it come naturally? To, well, obviously you were good at, uh, with electronics um, yeah. and, and like figuring out how things worked, which is super cool. It's kind of like a, a reverse engineering, kind of like, I think, was it Steve Jobs that t- used to take computers apart or was it um, uh, B- Bill Gates? Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates used to say, so you're good at putting things back together, you know, like VCRs and such, but like was math and, you know, um, all those other, you know, science, were, were those the subjects that you really excelled in? Yeah, exactly. So school was relatively easy for me. Really love math, science, um, just about everything except biology. Uh, so I knew I would not be a doctor. So besides, <laughs> yeah, science, science was definitely interesting, just understanding how the world works. So, yeah. Dang. So, wow. So school came easy to you. You wanted to be an, uh, an engineer. So with North Carolina A&T State, um, tell us about your experience about, well, bruh, you're the first to graduate from your uh, uh, high school in your family. Please, man, just just expand on that just a little bit, bruh. Let me go back. Not high school, college. So. Sorry, bruh. I'm so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so it was that um, interesting. So my parents, so first generation college student. So my parents did not go to college. Um, but again, I'm, I'm the smart one, right? I like school. School is easy. You're mm-hmm. going to college. So I think that's, that's all I heard growing up. Mm-hmm. Tried to rebel a little bit, still didn't work. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so I was pretty much going um, uncharted territory, figuring out financial aid, figuring out um, just what it means to be like, a, a college student and especially out of state. Um, that was my first time being in the state of North Carolina when I went <laughs> when I went to college. So trying to understand all these uh, dynamics. Right. Um, but 
the campus was amazing. The energy was super, super high on campus. Found my my tribe, my squad, just people I can hang out with. Um, being a historically black college, um, the, the energy is different. It, it's, it's a lot of love. <laughs> it's a lot of love. It's a lot of energy. Um, it's not the it's not the biggest school. Right. So you still it feels a little bit more intimate there. So. Um, so, yeah, man, I kind of I, I went fell in love with the school during orientation and <laughs> just knew I was in the right place. So yeah. right. that's so awesome. All right. And and then you graduated and did GE, like how did GE come into place with everything? Yeah. So I was at a conference for uh, National Society of Black Engineers and went to a, an alumni came back to, to the conference to come recruit, told me about GE transportation, which was in Erie, Pennsylvania. Again, never been there um, but it's cool I'm, I'm from Wisconsin like I'm okay with the north I'm okay with it um, so yeah so I went interviewed with him for a summer internship and it was it, it was it was fun man honestly so they build trains or locomotives that you know so still still a thing right um, still the most efficient way to get stuff back and forth so I had an internship before with Marathon Oil Company and in Louisiana, and it was a lot of. I got it to the, the the field, the refinery, every once in a while, but it was like behind the desk, everything else. Literally, my first day at GE Transportation, um, I was on an old locomotive in a rail yard, and they're like, "Don't wear khakis to work." I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be one of those internships. Sign me up!" Right? Yeah. So the experience was there. From there, kind of um, interview for a full time position before I left that summer. Got it. So I started my senior year with the job already there. So that's one stress off my plate. <laughs> Excited about that. I already got a full time job going into my senior year of college. So. So, yeah, man, the rest the rest was history. Boom, boom. Right. Like, how fortunate is that? Like, you just continue to have things line up for you throughout your life where engineering was going to be the thing that you were could continue to be passionate about and do. Exactly. Exactly. It was no, definitely fortunate. I'm definitely blessed in that regard. Amen. And you returned a blessing to the community, bro. Like, uh, so there's a lot of different things you do. Tell us about the blueprint and not the Jay-Z album. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So um, the blueprint, um, Milwaukee, there we go, um, was started by two amazing brothers out of Wisconsin. Um, They're actual brothers. (laughs) They just wanted to change the scene of tech. In Milwaukee. So it's a lot of, hey, we need to go to Silicon Valley. We, had, we need to go to a tech hub. We need to go to New York. It's like, nope, we got the talented people right here. So they put together a cohort focusing on uh, minorities, Black people and women <laughs> in technology right here within, a, um, within the city of Milwaukee. So this year, well, in 2021, they expanded to add another city, Green Bay. So the Packers, Green Bay, right? (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, hey, Marcel, we need someone to go and teach about MVPs or minimum viable products. So, okay, it'd be a little techie, but I'll bring it right back. Um, So it's pretty much is I have this idea, I have this something I want to put out. What can I do with the least amount of money for low cost or no cost to prove out my idea, to tell people it works so I can take it to investors and get some money? get some financing just because understanding that especially being um people in tech people with ideas especially minorities and women we're, we're kind of left out of the funding conversation so we, we have to be creative we have to be strategic so how can we do this with at least amount of revenue if i don't have all of this money to hire a developer so i just introduced a bunch of different free or no low cost technologies that they're able to do 
um, just to teach themselves and kind of keep going. Um, they were able to go and pitch to investors and everything else. So um, I think the, the funding and all of that stuff is coming out later. <laughs> but but yeah, so I was able to do that. Uh, so for 12 weeks, I went and taught a class on how to build minimal viable products or MVPs. That is so cool. So like you're you're helping them get even further into being becoming an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur. Because once we get they have that MVP, they can just build their value ladder off of that. Exactly. And it's pretty much, you know, it won't be perfect. Done is better than perfect in any situation. It's hey, let's hear, let's get it out to the people, let's test it, let's beta test it, let's prove that something is there. So that does two things. One, it kind of proves out your idea because does the market want it or not? If people are willing to give you something, whether that's money, email address, a sign up, a subscription, something, they, mm-hmm. if they're exchanging information for you, like it, it's some value there, right? Um, or it's like, hey, I got, I got to go do something different. <laughs> if it's, if it's not there, so you're able to learn fast without you know, spending a whole bunch of resources. So real talk, talk. it it gives people, like you said, a starting point. And with entrepreneurship, I found that over the last two years that it has been a thing to where you just keep pivoting. You know, you can pivot with your messaging, you can pivot with your marketing, you can pivot with your product, you can pivot from thing to thing to thing. And no matter what, as long as you keep trying, you're going to keep getting better. There's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. So as long as you have them in that space where they can try something and get some feedback so they can grow more, then man, that's a a wonderful place to to be in. It's a it's a space where they can um, they can improve until they finally get what they desire, which is that um, that freedom that they want. Exactly. Nope. you you hit it right on the head. (laughs) Measure, learn, build, measure, learn, kind of keep going in that circle. Wow, that's so. That's the cycle that you guys uh, teach in the um, in the program. Yep, correct. Yep, man, that's that's so awesome, man. With, especially you know, you bring into the consciousness to black folks, man. Like, I don't know anywhere like in Cincinnati back when I was a kid that ever did anything like that. I'm sure there's some more like, oh, well, maybe the Urban League, but nobody went to the Urban League for real, for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, not that I know like that. You feel me? Um, but like like building that that place where black folks can come together and build this consciousness with one another is so important man like there's so many brilliant minds that just don't have the consciousness that once they get it mm, they can apply all this street knowledge that they have right these street smarts that we have and then apply it to the market and then off we go exactly exactly we're some of the most resourceful people on the planet. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Ain't never lie. When we, okay, and like one thing, another thing that you're very, you know, speaking of giving back to the culture and empowering black people. One, another um, thing that you do is you say you want to empower kids by making sure that there's a uh, they see a black engineer. Tell us about like the origin story of that and how that got started within your your um, your mindset. Yes, I'll um, do two things. It's so funny. I just ran into this guy. So um, I met my, again, so 12, 13, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. I met my first Black engineer at the age of 17. I'm a senior in high school on my way out. Um, He worked for an energy company here, naturally. Um, So got connected with him at an event. So I'm like, hey, can I shadow you? Can I do this? Can I, like, I want to learn more. Like, this is exactly what I want to do. But, you know, and he basically ghosted me. Um, But Cool. I just recently seen him at a like at a Bucks game like two weeks ago. But yeah, I was like, maybe he had a lot going on. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
So, that, so that's that part. So I wanted to make sure that, hey, you're able to see somebody in this technical field just because like we we lose a lot of people in the STEM um, in the STEM field. So yeah. not just um, it's a it's a thing uh, across all races in the United States, but then also just um, black engineers. It's just like we're, we're 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 scarce. Right. Everyone. When I tell them, hey, I have a degree in electrical engineering. Oh, wow. You like like a unicorn. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, let's 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 change that. So I want to make sure that they have those those options. Um, so that's one. So, and because I didn't see that many engineering opportunities, I, I left, right? I went to college in North Carolina. You mentioned I lived in Pennsylvania and Texas and eventually came back to Wisconsin. But yeah, so I wasn't aware of these opportunities. Um, and then two, working for GE. So I mentioned the internship. I'm telling people I'm from Milwaukee. They're like, hey, why didn't you work for GE Healthcare? They're headquartered there. I'm like, since when? Been there my whole life. Never seen them, right? Right. Um, just, just, a lot of reasons. Right. Um, but as far as just companies like that presence within schools. So if we're really thinking about building around students, around youth, like it takes more than just the parents and the teachers. Like it, it takes the community. It takes corporate as well. Like how are we all wrapping around them, exposing them to as much as possible so they can make an informed decision about what they want to do and where they want to go next. So I proudly <laughs> came back to show them one, you know, like big corporations here within the city, different opportunities. And then two, like black engineers, they're here. I'm from this city. You can do it too. Um, and again, I've, I've been having my post on the community a, a ton. So volunteering in every state that I go in, but yeah. I think it's a little bit different being back home and seeing, cause it's like, Hey, I, I literally went to school down the street there and I can't write or I grew up on this street. So I think that message hits a little bit differently um, being back home. So, yeah. Hell yeah. That hit differently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Reputation, rep representation is everything. And when you have representation of someone that actually grew up where you grew up and been through what you've been through within your environment, and then they like make it to a certain height that seems so that doesn't even seem that it's quite rare like bruh that is huge to put into a kid's psyche to let them know, see like man he did that and i can grow up and i can be like marcel bro that's fantastic dog that's exactly. fantastic man exactly so i'm i'm here i'm doing my part man i'm doing my part right doing it in a major way bruh man and like so like how long you been teaching in the schools now um, so I started teaching in 2017. Um, whew, okay. Yeah. So 2017, 2018, I taught that school year, 2018, 2019, taught that school year and end of 2019, 2020, before the pandemic hit. So the contract ended in January, I was teaching mobile app development to a group of high school students here in Milwaukee, uh, cyber high school. And kind of paused on teaching, of course, pandemic, <laughs> right? Until I um, just kind of restarted the blueprint. Now teaching adult and entrepreneurs, uh, MVPs and everything in uh, 2021. So it's kind of been sort of consistent. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm kind of just outside the classroom. Yeah. 100%. Dog. Like, you know, um, as long as you have that affinity and that, that passion for teaching, that's really what matters. And, you know, whether you show like black you know you're, you're showing black folks whether it be the children or the adults you're showing them what's possible um on the amount of success that they can have like at every level people need that type of motivation and that inspiration and that's what you're providing for them exactly no thank you 
Yeah, for real. And then, like, um, so to say all that, and then you still got a day job, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got the good nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly do you do for GE? Yeah, so uh, I migrated from traditional design engineering into technical project management. So I'm a staff technical project manager for um, GE Corporate. Okay, that's that's a lot of stuff. So let's make it let's make it real. <laughs> so if you think about a company like GE with like thousands of employees across the globe, so we all have assets, right? We have work cell phones, we have laptops, we have stuff um, on a manufacturing floor, we have machines, we have a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of things. Um, and if you think about now, with just the amount of cyber incidents, cyber attacks, cyber, all of, all of this stuff, people are trying to hack mm -hmm. into businesses and everything else. Like literally companies are paying millions of dollars and being held up on ransom because we have your customer data and we're not giving it back. Right. Yeah. So, He's being proactive <laughs> and saying, hey, we know we have a whole bunch of assets. We need to be able to get to it within like five minutes if anything happens. It takes a little bit longer than that today. <laughs> but how do we go and respond to something? So um, a lot of my job right now is figuring out how do we go? How do we get every single asset? If we got Charles' laptop and he's in Cincinnati, I know you're not in Cincinnati right now, but if you're in Cincinnati or whatever, how do we go get that line of sight very, very quickly to say, hey, we need to take this off camera? Because if you go take a machine off in the middle of production, that might cause some other stuff. So you got to be sure, you got to be certain, you got to have enough data to just kind of keep going. So yeah, so pretty much just figuring out a better strategy, just respond to um, any incidents if they should happen. So so what I do by day. <laughs> That's a lot of responsibility. It seems like does it does it like you know I I go in, I go you know I try to go deep in the subjects. So okay. first thing I try to do like I'm talking about deep as far as emotionally oh, because okay. emotionally that seemed like that could be heavy for a corporation to like kind of bestow this responsibility upon you and this to have this job. Do you ever feel a, a heaviness at all? Um, no, not, not in this role. That's the beauty of teams. So yeah, so we have a global team that's there that's um, looking at some things. And that's all we're, we're all working together just to achieve like this one common goal. Yeah. So yes, I think that's the, um, the benefit of working for a big corporation is like that. Yeah. that that burden is spread across. So, <laughs> very cool. Doing their parts to protect the company and we're good. So um. Yeah. Very cool. So like when have you, well, how long has it been since you had that that uh certain position? Yeah, it started in May of 2021, so Oh wow. Fairly new. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on the promotion. <laughs> Man, like you're you're just the inspiration, you know what I mean? Like it, it was Ever since we met, I, I felt like, you know, it's just been a, a major bond. And I see why it's because I see the creator shining through you so much in so many ways. And you inspired the crap out of me to make me think like, like kind of like E.T. the hip hop priest. You ever heard of him before? Yeah, E.T. E.T. Right, e. Like, that's how you make me feel like, man, I got to get off my seat and go <laughs> do something. bro. <laughs> like, <for> wow. <laughs> man, no, that's a that's a great compliment. Never got that comparison before. But that's cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, like you, you're so involved in so many different things. Like you just said, uh, like I asked you the first I'm going to tell the folks, like first thing I asked you, how you feel? And you said exhausted. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's funny, I was telling, so I was having a career coaching conversation with someone else who's looking to get into the field. And 
she similarly, she's like, hey, I feel like I'm all over the place. I want to be in HR and I'm freelancing this and I started this nonprofit and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm like, okay, solid. It's, it's, it's exhausting work, but you, ha- you have to prioritize. Yeah. What do you want to do first? What do you want to work on? Right. So it, it's kind of understanding. So I guess within that exhaustion, as long as it's a bit of structure there, it'll, it'll, it'll be all right. <laughs> I'm sure you have structure. Do you, do you, and how's the balance with all these different things and your family? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So my wife told me we uh, don't achieve, try to achieve balance, try to achieve harmony. Right? Yes. Because things are going to be up and down. But do you have like, uh, can you flow with it? Can you move with it? Can you keep going and kind of understand it? Similarly, like work will be super busy <laughs> and then it'll be some down periods. Right. So and how do you balance those down times? But um, yeah, Sam, being a family man and an entrepreneur and a corporate guy. Yeah, it it sometimes takes its toll, but um, it's a couple of things that we continue to do. So we have date night every week. Um, so my mother-in-law keeps our son. So every Thursday, there's been a couple couple years now. So we started this when we were dating and yeah. now like, hey, like we're going to make time. We're going to make sure that we're spending time with each other outside of being parents, outside of yeah, she's an entrepreneur as well. So that comes with its own date yeah. with entrepreneur. Uh, so 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 yeah. So hey, we make we make time for that. We still got shows that we watch that we catch up on. Um, things like that. So it's just being being intentional with that time and just mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, if it's a busier day like today, uh, that we kind of plan for that. Um, kind of keep going. And then when we check out, we check out. Uh, we also have like these do nothing days where uh, we're not responding to emails phones we're just sitting there we're not even cleaning the house we're like we're doing nothing right because you're like i'm doing nothing then the whole house is now cleaned and everything and now you're exhausted it's like no so we but probably about once a month or every other month we just take a time we just zone out if we just want to sleep we want to do everything else but just kind of really unplugging so i think some of those things just kind of help and go and recharge for the next you know for the next uh, cycle <laughs> beautiful like I never heard of it like that before. Don't try to achieve balance with achieving harmony. That's a beautiful way to put it. You know, as long as, and you know, the understanding that she has is probably ridiculously amazing because you're both entrepreneurs. She knows how it is. Yep. You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Do what you got to do. That's one thing, you know, um, I started dating a, a, a woman in 2019, uh, October 2019, and um, I, I, she's beautiful, and she's smart, she's funny, she's kind. The one thing that I was most attracted to that I knew I, I could be with this woman long term was that she's an entrepreneur, because I knew that she was working on her dream. Not just work, she's she's successful she's manifested her dream now you know what i mean but like she she would get me she would get like she would i we wouldn't have conversations like man i can't wait to earn my promotion or man i I really feel like i'm worth more no she goes out and gets it and having that similar mindset is so beneficial about having conversations about where i'm you know, what my vision is for the company or like who else can I help in different avenues and my downtimes when, you know, sales aren't the best. Like it's all that things that, you know, she can tell me about her experience with her being in business for seven years. And I, I feel just a great amount of comfort and a great amount of connection with her because of that. Yes, yeah, 
it's definitely an experience. <laughs> it is definitely an experience. No, that's 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 great to hear, especially just just being aligned on your mindset. Like yeah, that's yeah. super important. Yep, hundred percent. So, bro, it's it's a, a a pleasure to me for you to be on this podcast because not only do we talk to people that are dope that can give you hope, like yourself, but also we show you a technique that can help you cope, and that technique is where we literally, I literally help people drop their baggage years and years and years of baggage and um so this is so this process is called mental and emotional release i talked to you a bit about it before you're going to do years of personal development years of therapy and have multiple breakthroughs within minutes like it's gonna be nuts um i said all righty (laughs) i'm a little intense (laughs) i trust you charles i trust you (laughs) Hey, no, no, the best thing is I do the talking, you do the walking. It's, it's, like, it's just a simple, systematic guided meditation. Um, oh, I'm going to talk to the audience real quick. Please out there, everybody out there, um, I am not, uh, please don't try this at home by yourself. Uh, you can hit me up at charleswolfwork.com or you can ex- actually experience it at dropyourbaggagechallenge.com uh, where I'm taking people actually through it. Um, also, Marcel, I am not a social worker. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm none of that. You know what I mean? I'm just an alternative to helping people with their mindset. And uh, with that, so you said that you wanted to help or you wanted to get rid of the the uh, the mindset or the limiting belief that other people's opinions matter. Would you dwell on that just a little bit? Yeah. You want me to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> You said dwell. Look, I'm like, not dwell on it. I'm sorry. Would you elaborate? Would you elaborate? I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, um, wow. Okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's go deep. All right. Let's, let's, I'll start. I'll start. So, obviously, I, um, I've told you my story. I never met my father before. Um, he, him, my mom got into it before I was born. He left. Okay. And that made that turned me into a people pleaser with no boundaries. And due to that, I, I all I wanted to do was just be accepted. Um, I just became the class clown and I would go along with whatever trends and I would talk like somebody else and do something else. And I always just wanted to be accepted. So not only did I was not only was I looking for acceptance, but I was also caring about what other people thought of me. Because I felt like that defined me because I didn't truly know myself. You know what I mean? So I definitely had my struggles with other people's opinions and the fear of this and the, like the like me just feeling like I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, so like, how does it affect you? Yeah. So, um, yep. So going back, I would say I've accomplished a lot of things, right? A lot of things. I would say even, even, um, so going back to my dad, because daddy issues are real, right? Um, came home, whole 4.0, showed him and everything. He's like, okay, cool. That's what you're supposed to do. It's like, okay, cool. No, no, nothing. So I'm I'm here. I'm achieving a lot of stuff. I don't think it was recently. So maybe two years ago, he's finally like, yo, I'm proud of you. So I'm like, okay. So trying to, one, get get that opinion, trying to always just like, okay, cool. With uh, just, just being a parent, being there, like I'm, I'm doing all these things. I'm I'm graduating. I'm doing this. I'm helping the community. I'm doing it like to finally hear that. Um, yeah. Other thing too, me and my wife and I talked about is like, Hey, everybody's 
everybody's not everybody's not your friend everybody's not here to help build you up and everything else but for me it's like yo we met we're we're connected whatever you need so kind of just um overextending myself for people all the time even when it's not reciprocated it's like oh well they didn't mean that um everything because in my mind i want to be looked up at looked to as like a really dope guy a really great guy someone who's always there someone who's you know so yeah um and i don't really deal with the negative um opinions negative feedback i'll say even in a um even in a corporate setting right because you have to go and a ge like you have to have a development like you have to have something that like you can't have all fives across the, they have to be like you fell short on there so even being there even dwelling on that a little bit too like well what could i've done and how can i do better and everything else because i want to be seen as a as a decent as a great worker in their eyes um so that's like just some of the things that came top of mind mm-hmm. when, you, when, you, when you spoke on that. So I'm always a, I don't know, I'm, I'm always overdoing, overgiving because I want to always keep this clear, crisp image like in people's mind, as opposed to like in my mind, I know like, yeah, we're all flawed, like chill, but my actions don't show that. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, real talk, you know, like, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's about what's in your consciousness compared to what's in your subconscious. So when you're conscious, you're like, we're all human. I'm, I'm doing my best. You know, I ain't got to be perfect. And then and your subconscious is like, man, that's not good enough. Like you got to you got to make sure that you go over and above in order to like win that approval, that approval that you probably wanted. You know what I mean, right. from your pops. Yep. Do you ever feel as though I'm not good enough? Yeah. I think that's the one. I think it's less about other people's opinions matter. And I think it's more about you just feeling like you're not good enough on the inside. And literally, like, I learned how to do this modality in 2018. Mm-hmm. I swear to you, I, I didn't stop. I had to keep doing this modality until last year. So for two years straight. I've been doing this modality to get rid of all the layers, all the layers of just nonsense and all the layers of limiting beliefs and all the layers of baggage in order to like really feel that within me. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But like (laughs) better than it's better than 20. (laughs) Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, so, um, so if you think back to a situation like with your pops, like yeah. when you were when you were younger, um, tell me how that like in your body, uh, like go back to that moment and tell me how you feel like physically in your body when you think about that moment. Yeah, just a uh, heart beating a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit faster. Just like like it, you said, I was exhausted earlier, but like <laughs> maybe a little bit more, like gasping a little bit. So yeah, yeah. And so you feel it in your heart. And then your like esophagus area right here. Yeah. Yep. Just right. Yep. Right here. Yeah. Um, and and that's how it always feels. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just have to think back. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Like think of other <laughs> think of other scenarios where you may have felt like like the at the company, um, or you know with your wife think of other scenarios where you may have felt that i wanted to i want you to be aware of how it feels in the body so um we can have a before feeling and an after feeling you feel me yeah yeah it's still 
still still right here more in the test of a thing about everything else just kind of beating fast like yeah got you got you cool so we're gonna get rid of that limiting belief today all right so yeah i'm not just i'm not just having you put your business out there for no reason no worries all right right, um so with this modality all you got to do are three things number one you got to use your imagination number two you got to follow directions just like you follow a recipe or google maps okay and number three, you got to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'm going I'm to be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. And I come from a place of love and high vibrations. Okay. Awesome. We're going to create an imaginary timeline. Now, with your imaginary timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. So we, uh, if you were to know, where is your past? Yep. Fine. Perfect. Where's your future? All right. Full legs, full speed ahead. <laughs> the um, now with this exercise also what's very important is that you have empathy for everybody involved. So though your perspective is very important, what's more important is that you see from the perspective of other people so you can have a deeper sense of healing and the epiphanies that you can have. So you can just have a profound experience. Cool. Cool. cool, cool. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So with this. Um, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this uh, limiting belief that I'm not good enough today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt like I'm not good enough between the uh, ages of birth and eight years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so getting in trouble. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Getting in, getting in trouble in school. Um, kind of, uh, yeah, just not a little, little hardheaded in like the, uh, the second, the second grade pretty much. Um, so yeah, it was just, uh, yep. You know, their parents coming up to the school and just like, oh, no, Marcel's doing this. Like, hey, he's the smartest kid in the class, but like he doesn't behave. He's in detention every single day. So, yeah. So I just kind of so I think maybe that was the first time I'm really feeling like disappointment from my parents. So, yeah. So if I that's probably the earliest thing I think about. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's uh, that's the one. Um, So with that. You can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process. All right. I'm ready. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline. Now float behind you and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past. Above that first event in which you felt like I'm not good enough when you were just a little kid. And... I want you to see yourself at school and just hover above that event and see yourself like a fly on the wall. 
Let me know when you can see yourself in the whole event. Yeah, I see it. Okay, cool. Now, just stay right there and see the teacher or administrator and see your mom and dad and see yourself as that little boy. Don't move. Now, just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. Thank you, girl. Awesome. Now, keep your eyes closed. And with you observing the event, tell me, what did you learn from the event? Uh, just a moment. Mm -hmm. What else? Yeah, it's just a <laughs> little boy being <laughs> being a little boy. Mm -hmm. Not to make it off gender, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's just just an eight year old running around trying to figure out life. That's right. What does Marcel need to know, man? Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> when is it's not as bad as it seems. Mm -hmm. Things get better. Things mm -hmm. will get. Couple, a uh, couple more things. Was he loved? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't feel that in the moment. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And also, was he good enough? Yeah, he was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Did anybody ever in that whole event feel like he wasn't good enough? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float behind you and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. All right. We're there. Okay. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a finger now. Let me know when you're there. <laughs> I'm here. All right, now listen closely. Just imagine floating up above your timeline, high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt like I'm not good enough. From birth until now in chronological order, don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that limiting belief that I'm not good enough, all the way back to now. Go. It's all gone. All gone, awesome. Now, just, you can go ahead and float down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. <clears throat> welcome back. Hey, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how was that? <laughs> Free. Yeah. Yeah. Why you say that? Um, yeah, no, as I was going, just reflecting on the different situations, it was more so it's me telling myself I'm not good enough, not necessarily anybody vocalizing that, right? 
So, and then also realizing that, um, yes, the moments were kind of amplified in my head, even though it wasn't necessarily reality. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> just kind of going, just, yeah, just thinking about some stuff. Yeah. 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 Like, it's all about perspective, right? Yeah. And it's like, if all of a sudden anybody's, uh, whether it be criticism or if their projection of their baggage comes out, it's not like a whisper. It's like a, ah, it's like a, <laughs> it's like amplified by so much, like you said. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's just a, and I mean, you know, you know, hindsight, right? It's just, you know, anything you've been through, if you're still here, you made it through, right? So it's just a, so yeah. Yep. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm sorry. What was that? No, I said it was one of those moments as I was. Yep. It's crazy, man. All right, so let's test it out. Um, do you smell bacon? No. Okay, I just asked that question to get your mind off the meditation. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, sorry. Um, uh, can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. Nah, I'm not feeling it. Is not feeling it. Yeah. yeah, I can remember. Does that make? Yeah, that makes total sense. That's right. So, you, like that that constriction in your like from this chest to the esophagus area doesn't. Yeah, I was just thinking about a situation and it wasn't. Uh, you know, all of that. So yeah, that's cool. How does that feel now? How is it feeling your chest and everything now? Cool. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah everything's fine you seem like nonchalant about it like the past just like yes yeah just let it go oh sorry oh no no i think that the feeling part was a uh, important like you were saying so it's just like you know if you're releasing and everything so now if i'm thinking about it it's not i'm not physically going back does that make sense yeah yeah talk through it so yeah so yeah that's awesome um i want you to go out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if it would have happened in the past you would have felt like i'm not good enough but it's the future now so see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot okay mm -hmm. I can't find it. <laughs> Congratulations. You just released uh, your limiting belief. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, freeing, you said, what is it for you from? Yeah, just. Um, just being down, like being down on myself. Yeah. You carry you carried a lot of weight, weight on your shoulders. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel about it now? Um, 
feel like it's, it's not that bad, right? Does that make sense? Because even so, future moment, I'm like, okay, cool. If I go into the future with my son, and right, and now I feel like I'm not right. Like it's starting to be. If I made a mistake or whatever, mm-hmm. not feeling that, like, do I? It's like, uh, forgive. I did the best I could, right? So it's so that's kind of what what was there. So I'm like, yeah, it's not. It's cool. Like, we'll go. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll get some understanding. But yeah, it's not a, like the, the world isn't falling. So, yeah. Um, what uh, what with that scenario with your dad, uh, what helps you re- like what learnings helped you release that? Um, yeah, just like just doing the best he could what he was given. So right. I was like, man. so at that point, when you kind of like change that perspective it's like i can't really like now i'm choosing to be mad like you ain't know no better or if you didn't right or that was the best you could do or drum up in that situation okay yeah yeah that's real talk and it's like kind of putting the the weight off of someone else's words you feel me like um it's a thing to where you like i i wanted acceptance from like not just my father but my mom so much but then when i realized hey my mom's got her own baggage you know what i mean and she's doing the best like you said she's doing the best that she can that she can muster up with like in all of these different different scenarios throughout my life i can't judge her like it would be wrong for me to judge her because I know that I'm just a human being and I'm flawed in so many different ways. So like, damn, like squash it and move on and know that and and have a higher understanding of who I am. Like I'm this divine expression of the creator. Yep. You know? So it's like, yeah, that stuff, once you, once you get it though, it's different. Cause like you said, like, you know, you can have the knowledge, but like actually applying it is different. Exactly, man. Now you you hit a point just talking about like the words because I'm the one that you said this to me three years ago and blah, like right. I was just like, bro, like, you know, like the word. So I think that's again, especially I don't do that with the positive words, right? It's the negative words, right? So like not feeling like okay, <laughs> like and now like allowing those to cut is just like well, gotta forgive them. <laughs> like maybe they were hurt, like hurt people, hurt people. So. <laughs> going through something so it's just like all right so again now it's you choosing so it's pretty much i think that's what you said it's um i guess kind of not that you're flawed but giving other people permission to be flawed mm-hmm. and just kind of walking in that and as opposed to these expectations so, yeah. yeah yeah giving people like a room for grace if you will and that empathy and compassion it's like i can accept you for where you at and where you were at the time, like yeah. my mom, my mom's a totally different woman than she was back then. And I know like back then you were, you know, she, she was, you know, raising two kids on her own, two bad kids on her own. Right. Two <laughs> 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 so it's like, like, you know, she was, but all in all, she still provided for us and she always encouraged us. And like, and so I mean, I'm, I know I'm talking about me, but like with anybody and everybody, you know, like the 
wherever they are at the time, that doesn't mean that's where they're going to stay. And um, like appreciating like who they were at that time too, because I'm sure your father said so many, or you had so many amazing times with your father as well, or anybody and everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Where do you like, we're not having that trigger uh, right away. Where do you see the future with yourself? Um, yeah, without that trigger, just, um, I kind of already use free and I don't want to use the same word twice. <laughs> no, 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 please don't. Because it's, I, I had a homeboy, he said it earlier. It's like, how can you explain the ineffable? You know what I mean? Like you've never been through this before. So by all means, whatever words come out, you know what I mean? Whatever some kind of sounds come out of your head, don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> Yeah, so I just it's just a little bit of more of um, moving on, right? It just seems like, or getting getting to that space of relief faster, right? Like not dwelling on it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's not because I'm a like I told you, like a, a ponderer of this, of that. I'm repeating stuff and situations in my head all the time, but yeah, but that's you know kind of got me nowhere like, or got me in exact same place <laughs> I was in right um so no newness so yeah just uh, I guess giving myself permission to just uh, let things go and let things be amen amen a, a greater sense of peace you know just knowing like it don't matter like you said it's just a moment exactly it's just, it's just a moment like this will pass having a moment Hey, Marcel, thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment and coming on to the podcast. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, bro. Yeah, dog. You did great. You did. Yeah. Huh? So I appreciate the unpacking. (laughs) Amen. Dropping the baggage. (laughs) And I'm going to talk to the audience. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much for your attention and your support and your love. I truly love each and every one of you guys who, who listen to the podcast so much. Um, I special shout out to, um, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to do any special shout outs. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, special shout out to Kyle King for having Marcel Jackson on the show. I definitely want to appreciate uh, you. So I definitely let you know how much I appreciate you. But besides that, uh, Marcel, give us some words of wisdom real quick before we tie this up in the boat. Yeah. Okay. Words of wisdom. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say. Um, yeah, don't discount the the power of one. Like you might be that one person um, as you go, as you tell your story, as you interact with other people, um, youth, just just anywhere. You might be that one person that um, that changes everything. You might be that one connection. You might be that one resource. So um, don't be afraid to just put yourself out there, tell your story, and uh, meet someone else. Amen. Amen. Awesome. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Uh, on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. You take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.